Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the West Coast Offensive. I am your host, Kyle Dewhurst, joined by your forever guest, Drew Ager. In our first segment, we'll be breaking down the news in the NBA, some injuries that may be attributed to this weird schedule and starting too quickly, uh, and the Minnesota Timberwolves no more. Seattle Supersonics coming back. We'll talk about that. Then in our second segment, the NFL, we'll talk about the some players and some teams boycotting, quote, uh, skipping out on the voluntary offseason workouts. Washington football team, they got some names out to fans to vote on. We'll talk about that. Alex Smith retires. Julian Edelman retires. Hall of Famer nah. We'll break those down in that segment. But first, let's take it back to our first segment, the fast break. All right, in our first segment, the NBA Fast Break, uh, within the last week, we had some pretty big injuries go down. Luckily, one of them isn't as bad as it seemed. Jamal Murray, though, did go out with a uh, torn ACL, and that's out indefinitely, unfortunately. Big loss there. Uh, fantastic player. Also, um, also Donovan Mitchell also got hurt. His ankle rolled his ankle, looked worse than it was, but apparently it's not going to be as bad. But, Drew, there's also a ton of NBA players just injured and out. Uh, missing multiple games you know Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the Lakers they dropped down in the standings now Uh, James Harden is sitting out we saw Kevin Durant take a knee to the thigh last night actually uh, and now is uh, day to day Uh, Drew there's some speculation that we're seeing a rise in injuries uh, in the NBA because their season started pretty quickly uh, after the bubble uh, also concluded Drew do you think like these injuries are attributed to that or where do you fall on that spectrum there yeah i mean i i I don't think it's something that you can just say 100 for sure i i think especially for those bubble teams especially for teams like the lakers and the heat that you know played all the way through to the finals definitely did have some uh fatigue issues that have cropped up but a lot of these guys just also have injury histories too i mean kevin durant is a guy that he has not been fully healthy in 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 two years now, right? Uh, Anthony Davis uh, has been plagued by injuries throughout his his career. Nothing, you know, super major, but a, a, a crop of just you know minor things that continue. Uh, continually affect him. Um, you can definitely point to a guy like LeBron James and say, you know, he's this Iron Man and he's only been hurt really one time in his career. He's he's also significantly aging, right? Like he's he's the oldest that he's ever been in his career. So you you would expect more things like this to happen. Uh, I I I will definitely say when you see things happen like Jamal Murray's injury, which takes a a, a team that what was was a real contender had a legitimate shot to challenge the Lakers for the Western Conference crown uh, go 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 a down and equivocally you know end their championship run some people think with the addition of Aaron Gorder and if Michael Porter can step up into their two they can still be competitive that's neither here nor nor are there um, I I think it's difficult to put it on this 100%, but what I, I would also say is there was no need for the NBA to try to have as long of a season as they did this year. They have what, you know, 72 games. They could have easily done, you know, 50 games, eliminated back-to-backs across the board. I think you do that in every single game has so much more value, so much more importance. We have players that are sitting out all the time right now. There's a lot of speculation and conspiracy that James Harden is not hurt. He's really hardly ever been hurt in his entire career. So a lot of people think he's just resting right now, which some people think that's what the Lakers are 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 doing too. What a lot of these teams are are doing. The Spurs were just fine for resting three of their players in uh, a game recently. So I, I, I think it's weird that the NBA is saying you can't rest your players. They have to play all the time, no matter what. 
but we're going to have all these back-to-backs try to have 72 games in a very short season. Uh, even if it means we're going to have all these injuries crop up, right? I think it's a weird line that the NBA is kind of wavering back and forth between. Uh, and, 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 and frankly, I just think that, think that there's too many regular season games. Anyways, we do not need 72 games to decide who are the eight best teams in each conference. And frankly, the bottom five teams in each, each of those conference don't have a le- legitimate shot to win the championship anyways, right? Yeah, I know when the season started, they... I remember it being like, oh, yeah, we'll do 72 games, you know, less a smaller season kind of finish before the Summer Olympics starts if they still happen. Uh, we'll take a two week break. But there'll be all no all star stuff because um, we'll be safe and all that. And then they still ended up doing the all star game. And because they felt safe about COVID, it's like, all right, your focus was COVID clearly with the scheduling. But I don't know. Yeah, you probably should have waited just a little bit like teams like the Lakers and the Heat didn't. They only had like two months, barely off before they had to then ramp up again for uh for the season to start so all right we'll see if these keep happening but it's yeah you can't ignore it It, there has to be some correlation here or nba has to fix its rules letting players you know sit why or making less games i don't want to watch 72 games i don't yeah well and it's something too where i i completely understand the frustration from from fans specifically when players do sit especially if you're you know you 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 live in you know detroit or uh milwaukee or minnesota and lebron finally comes to town and you spend you know a month's salary going to that game and i it's this you know treat for your whole family for your kids then lebron doesn't play like i i can understand why that's so frustrating I can also understand why when you schedule so many back-to-backs, why you would not want to have your star players playing those games, especially when individual games in a really long season become increasingly meaningless. Yeah, for sure. Uh, In other news in the NBA, uh, the Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves might be on the move because A-Rod is buying the team or has bought the team. Which one is it, Drew? You're the... Yeah, well, he is in that process of of doing it, and I, I, I do want it to be clear: this is total speculation on on my. Oh, for but, sure. <laughs> uh, a Rod, who was just recently, you know, posted his breakup video with with J Lo. He's apparently a lot more broken up about it than she is, um, and she's not returning the like billion dollar engagement ring. So that's a shame. Uh, but A Rod has no affinity for Minnesota. He has never played for uh, the Twins, right? Like that's not something that he has in his history he does have a really strong history with seattle uh we know that the nba wants to have the supersonics back minnesota has been horrendous for the past 20 years especially when you look at what they've had right like you had kg you were able to get to a western conference finals by building that team around him uh and then you were never able to get close right recently you've had talent this is what i think is so frustrating for timberwolves fans that in in the past 10 years when NBA GMs would do their their surveys of if I could pick one player to start my my team with generally speaking the players that you had with the exception of whether they wanted LeBron or not based on age you had Anthony Davis you had Giannis and you had Carl Anthony Towns and for a lot of those years before Giannis popped Carl Anthony Towns was the number one guy that those players wanted to build around they they have players there they had uh andrew wiggins they added uh d'angelo russell Uh, like they've uh, they had jimmy butler there right um and that was the one year when they had butler that they were actually able to make it into the playoffs before exiting very quickly um minnesota also by virtue of just where they are geographically has the toughest travel schedule every single year within the 
NBA. I don't see why Alex Rodriguez would have bought the Timberwolves to keep them in Minnesota unless he was really just looking for more investments. He is a tremendous entrepreneur and he has his fingers in just about everything. I would not be surprised at all, especially given the history of basketball and moving basketball out of uh, Minnesota to the West coast specifically, if that's what a rod has in the, in other plans there. And looking at this from a real quickly from a, a Minnesota perspective, Minnesota is, you know, football and hockey first, like Vikings and the wild are the two top franchises there. After that, it's definitely the, the, the uh, twins. And even when you look at the NBA and the WNBA there, while the Timberwolves draw more fans, the WNBA team, the Lynx, they actually win championships as opposed to like not even making <laughs> the playoffs. So I, well, I think all my friends in, in Minnesota want the Timberwolves to stay there. If you were to ask them what of the major four franchises could leave that would derail my life the least, I think they would absolutely all say the Minnesota Timberwolves. That makes sense. It would be cool to have a team in Seattle, I think, um, just because of that history there. So we'll see. Sucks for Minnesota if it happens, but it also makes sense. And yeah, if the NBA is like wanting to get back into the Seattle market, I think this is this is a good step towards that direction if A-Rod does go through with this and if he is interested in moving the team and the NBA is like, yeah, we want to get back into Seattle. Mm -hmm. It seems like the chips are falling in place for them. All right, looking now at our next segment, the No Huddle, where we break down the biggest NFL news of the week. First off, we have the players of multiple teams voting to uh, skip out on voluntary offseason workouts. Some articles called it a boycott, but I don't. it's not that anymore. And maybe at one point it seemed like players were boycotting, but I think it's just teams are okay with it. Uh, we saw in COVID, the COVID protocols, they weren't allowed to do those off-season workouts. They had to be over Zoom. And I think players liked it. Um, a lot of what players have said is like, hey, we eliminated injuries. We felt better. The season still, the level of play was still good, especially if they're going to get OTAs anyways in training camp and preseason games now. Yeah, they'll be ready to go by week one, but I don't think the level of play at all uh, affected it but this just makes sense let the players choose if they want to go in i know the raiders giants seattle all voted to say and a couple other teams said we are not going to do this and other teams should just follow suit at some point um it's voluntary they don't have to go so yeah and what some of these teams are, are doing too is just doing you know virtual otas like they did this past year as well like they realized we don't need to all be physically together for this uh I, I don't really care. Like it's, it's uh, one of these things where there are tons of things you and I have both experienced this Kyle and past jobs where um, your, your manager or your boss can say that something is, is voluntary, but you absolutely know that it is not. Uh, I am glad that organizations are actually stepping up. So it's, it's not just the having the onus on the players, but they're saying, you know, like it just doesn't make sense. Not, especially because the NFL, frankly, needs to get its shit together as far as what their COVID policies are going to be. And that's specifically what the teams have cited. It's just unclear circumstances. The NFL hasn't come out with, with clear uh, reg regulations um, for what their vaccine policies are going to be. They are not, at this point, requiring all players to be vaccinated. So what does that actually mean going forward in a league that is what, you know, 75% black. Um, I don't think you, you can 
uh, enforce a policy where everybody gets vaccinated, given the history of our country. Um, but what does that that mean for for player safety? For a lot of these head coaches, like Anthony Lynn, well, I guess he's not head coach anymore, but uh, Andy Reid, players that by virtue of their age and weight or medical histories are at risk, regardless of whether they're vaccinated or not, right? So uh, I think that that's just something to consider going forward with these teams. Yeah, and in a sidebar with this, um, I know for sure Raiders, the Allegiant Stadium has announced that they expect to be at full capacity, as I assume every stadium in the NFL is planning to be at full capacity, I assume. By, I think that's ultimately the hope, right? By the end of summer, we can get back to that normalcy, at least if you're vaccinated and masked, you can go to a stadium. Uh, but that's that's the plan right now. So it seems... Well, and that's, that's what's something. going to be interesting going forward too, because like, so the San Ho- uh, Jose Sharks up here, they're allowing people to come into the stadium to a certain degree. You either have to be vaccinated or you need to take a rapid COVID test. Um, or you can show that you took a test within the past day or something, which is always dumb to me because that doesn't, a past day test means absolutely nothing. But I think you can pay 50 bucks and just do the rapid test there. So people still have the, the, uh, opportunity but i am glad that there's a kind of like a full stop before you know entering in looking at other news in the nfl this week the washington football team has sent out a list of potential team names for to their season ticket holders and some of these names are uh pretty good let's pull up the list right here uh there's a lot they sent out like 30 30 names i think 37 in the words of clerks 37 uh, way too many options out here. And some of these I think are absolutely ridiculous. Like, uh, the Washington rubies, I think is fun. Uh, the Washington capital like- city football club. No, rubies is terrible. Kyle. It is a terrible name. No, 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 no. Oh, I wasn't saying, I was <laughs> not saying I agree with that. I was going to say one. I like, no, the rubies is a terrible yeah. name. It's, it's a dope idea, but it's not a football team name. Yeah. No, uh, the belters. I like that one. You guys belt. I like Nick demon Belt? cats and I need to know if that is any, like anything to do with anything or if they just think demon cats is a cool name. Like, that's cool. Uh, I mean, is this somehow getting back to yeah. Master and Margarita and stuff like it's, I, I, I have no idea where that one came from. Yeah. The Griffins, which I know it's like about the myth- mythical bird Griffin, but I just like the idea of just some normal white guy, just Griffin or the Griffin. So I could, yeah, like the Peter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't think of like anything more arrogant than being the Washington football icons. Like that's another <laughs> bad one. <laughs> win, win, win a playoff game before you call yourself the icons, right? The, the Washington um, presidents. Yeah. Like, the presidents I will say taking the field. That's actually, you know what? There's some cool marketing you could do with that. Uh, yeah. But I ultimately think it would come off as more of a jokey than actually good name. Yeah. The the uh, only ones that I actually have any sort of affinity to knowing their history is I think they could be the Washington Wild Hogs, potentially the Washington Red Hogs, maybe uh, the Red Tails too. But th- they were essentially, I've always thought of their mascot more as being the Hogs anyways, right? Just because that's their fan base, that's their identity, you know, all those different things. The same way with, with the Browns, like I was gonna say they don't that, yeah. actually have like a mascot, but they have the like dog pound and 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 and, and stuff, right? So I, I think that you lean into that. That's where, where you go. I have no idea where they thought they had to have 37 names. 32 FC is one of their names. Uh, I don't know like, why you... Yeah, 32 FC like, and then parentheses W32. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> 
the wayfarers, uh, the uh, pilots, the defenders with iron fist. Yeah, there's defenders was a XFL team, same as they also have the the guardians, which was also an XFL team. It'd be funny if, 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 if they were two teams and when the defenders were out, it was the defense. And then when the offense went out, so we're, let's be offensive. Like change the branding quick on everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something where I, I am glad that they didn't um, allow for user submission because that's where you end up with like football, McFootball face. But uh, yeah, some of these definitely did not need to be on this list. Yeah. No, honestly, I like football team. Um, whatever i think that's fine. i think that just, they might actually stick with it especially if they stay successful with it yeah like might as well just keep it like it works you know just washington football team uh brown's logo is it their name is a color and their logo is just orange a helmet like yeah well because you, you could be a football it's named team. That's after a paul brown right but it's it, know, like it's but, so dumb it's just like naming, but see here's like, the thing i didn't know that and yeah, I could have searched it and been like, "Oh, that makes sense." But like, I just assumed like, "Well, whatever. I don't care why it's why they called it the Browns." For some reason, they're called the Browns. That end of that. So, uh, yeah, this is fun. We'll it be it, it'll be interesting to see if they or when they decide on a team. But some of these are not good. But it's cool that they're letting their season ticket holders, I assumingly, vote on it and say what they like more. Uh, but we'll keep on eye on that. Speaking of Washington football team, their former quarterback who led them to glory in five games, he didn't do much for them, but he returned from injury. Alex Smith, uh, Alex Smith officially retires from the NFL. Uh, super. It's awesome. What he did um, coming back from that injury, playing the way he did, even though it wasn't elite, it was still better than Andy Dalton um, and Haskins. You know, he was still a better quarterback than a lot of NFL quarterbacks that played last year so that's that's really cool uh, especially coming off that injury uh especially that he got to retire instead of just season ending season uh, oh my gosh career ending injury uh takes him out instead so it's cool yeah i think that that was the best part for him is just that he can call it a career on his own terms however i would say i'm not i think that he would have played again this next year if he could have got a backup job i i'm surprised that there wasn't a team out there that wasn't willing to do that especially for a team with a young quarterback like the dolphins and he could have you know helped mentor uh tua uh but maybe that's not what he wants to do at this point and if he felt that he couldn't compete for a starting job he didn't want to play which is completely understandable and he yeah he has had a great career you know not like a hall of fame player or uh anything like that probably didn't ultimately live up to the billing of being the you know number one overall pick but i think when when you look at the body of his work given the the lack of uh consistency and coaching that he's had over the course of his career um alex smith did a lot with what he was given um and i think it's just you know one of the most respected people around the nfl too yeah totally agree uh another player though also retired one that caused a lot of controversy over twitter and we didn't talk about it last week but i still think it's worth a discussion because there are a lot of people who think julian edelman is a hall of fame player uh he officially retired gronk made a joke that now he's not done he 69 percent chance he's coming down to tampa bay God, I hope not. They don't need him. Julian Edmond isn't even that great a player. And it's where where I start with this is he's not a Hall of Fame player. There are so many other players who are Hall of Fame wide receivers. I'm thinking Cliff Branch is one of them who haven't got in yet, which is 
who deserve to get in more than Edelman right now. I don't think Edelman deserves at all to get in. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player. He, Yeah, he played well, but he also played on the greatest dynasty in sports, arguably, with the greatest quarterback to play football, arguably, with the greatest coach to coach football, arguably. You know, like, there's so many things that went right in that position. Of course he's going to have good numbers. Of course he's going to be a great role player, and that's all he is to me. Where I came down with it, I got into a little argument over Twitter about this because this one person, I'm not going to call him out. One person said, oh, yes, of course he's a Hall of Famer. He is, like, he was the best role player on the greatest dynasty. Why wouldn't that make him a Hall of Famer? He was the he was the best role player on the greatest dynasty. The dynasty is the reason he was a great role player and he was a great receiver. He still would have been a solid receiver, I think, on any other team, but it's a perfect situation a perfect fit for him he succeeded i don't see at all him getting into the hall of fame except for years down the road definitely not a first ballot i don't even think he should get in otherwise what is the hall of fame you know we we argue this a lot yeah something that like colin cowherd says which i think is just ridiculous is uh, like his case for eli manning being in the hall of fame was that you couldn't tell the story of the nfl without talking about Eli Manning. Well, I mean, okay, fine. I don't think you can tell the story of the NFL without talking about Ray Rice, right? But that doesn't mean that he should be in in the Hall of Fame. Like, I think that's such a narrow-sided uh, argument and, like, about Terrell somebody. Owens, all that. Like, should they? Get yeah. Him? Well, Terrell oh. Owens is in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, um, that was a bad example. But like, you know, yeah, those, those but but like, like Ocho Cinco for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what what I think is sort of crazy here. So. Julian Edelman has the same relative numbers as guys like, you know, Pierre Garçon, uh, as, you know, San, uh, Santonio Holmes. He he has been a really clutch performer. He's been great in in the playoffs. But, I mean, frankly, you could say the same thing about Santonio Holmes. Both of them have the same number of su- Super Bowl MVPs, right? Um, it's it's just something where I, I, at no point was he ever a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Um, you can argue in, in what... What I think the strongest case to to be made for him is that he was one of the best slot receivers, right? So if you say, yeah, between Wes Welker and then Edelman and you know Larry Fitzgerald in, in the you know post part of his career, like, but gen- generally, if if you're the slot receiver, you're 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 probably not the best on your team unless they're specifically li- lining you up there for for a reason. His regular season numbers just weren't there, and it's not the Hall of Fame for the playoffs, right? Like you have to, you have to have the entire career there. Um, I, I do think it's something to be said too. It's just like, what would his numbers look like if he didn't end up playing with Brady? I, uh, I, I just have such a hard time with, uh, uh, with this, with, with the people thinking that he is, especially like, like a no doubter hall of famer, just because like, if you, there, there are guys like I think of Heinz Ward who deserves to, to be in way more oh, yeah. than, one, than, yeah. uh, uh, I, 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 uh, Julian Edelman does. Um, there, there's just not enough there. I completely agree. He is a great role player. He is to me, the, the, uh, Derek Fisher, you know, a guy who ends up winning five or six championships overall is a key cog in that system. But ultimately, like Kobe Bryant is the Hall of Famer, Shaq's the Hall of Famer, Derek Fisher is the role player and the facilitator. Is he going to make the Patriots Hall Hall of Fame? Yeah, and oh, he yeah, should be in sure. the ring of uh, honor, and he should be welcomed back at every you know ceremony they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when when you look at the talent that they extracted out of him and his frame, and the things that Belichick and Brady both said about him, like all credit in the world to him, but he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, and I. I think it just comes down to he did not elevate 
that team into the greatest dynasty. It elevated him, and he was a key cog in that that system. You know, yeah, that, that's how I view it. And you know what? Years from now, 20, 30 years, this is all still up for discussion. Who gets in? Yeah, whatever. At that point, sure. Let's look back on the dynasty. We'll probably view it a little differently, this whole stretch of the Patriots run. Like, yeah, at that point, sure. But right now, it's like, no. He should, probably wouldn't get in. Like, I don't think at all. It's definitely not first ballot. I don't see him ever getting in, but... Who knows? Maybe there's a fan campaign long ago. <laughs> like, you know, same thing like with how I think I thought Rivers would get in. It's or maybe I said Eli. One of them when we talked about quarterbacks. Like it would be a fan campaign to get them in and then they get into the Hall of Fame. That's how I view this. It's the same idea, but not soon. And that's where like I think like I, I do want to be clear too, because I, especially when like I say something about, you know, like, I, I call him Cowherd. Cowherd has Manning in the Hall of Fame. I don't have Manning in the Hall of Fame. Eli, I don't think Rivers gets into the Hall of Fame either. I think Rivers is like on that cusp. And if I'm not putting those two guys in, I'm definitely not putting Julian Edelman in. So I think part of this is just having stricter, um, a stricter basis for for uh, what that means. Colin Cowherd was the only one that I saw national. I'm sure a, a bunch of other people did say say it, it uh, too, um, but he was the one that I saw arguing the most for it. And then you know he had on like six guests, and he kept on bringing up that point, and every single guest was like, "You're insane." And I think it was very much a tongue in cheek argument because he knows that it's clickbait. Because I think you know 80 percent of fans are rational about this. There's definitely patriot hate that happens, but. I mean, if if you do 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 a blind test, you can put Edelman's numbers up to a ton of players that you would never say should be in uh, the Hall of Fame. Even a guy like Deion Branch, another Patriots receiver that was Super Bowl MVP and won mo- multiple Super Bowls with them. Like Wes Welker was better when he was a Patriot than Julian Edelman was. Like he wasn't even the best receiver on his own team. So that's the thing. Yeah, you're playing that slide. It's like, yeah, you're valuable, but. I mean, the Patriots just knew how to use a receiver in the slot with Welker and then Edelman and then Amendola. They all filled that role at one point or another well. So how what's different about Edelman? He could throw the ball every now and then. I mean, that's that's cool. But that's yeah. like where he's cool as a Patriot in the Patriots, you know, stuff like let them honor him. Let them have a game where it's like, all right, he's we're putting him in our ring. We're retiring a jersey. That all makes sense to me. And I like that for that organization. But in NFL wide, no, not it. Mm hmm. And that is going to conclude another episode of the West Coast Offensive. Thank you for listening again, as always. Be sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening service, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and, of course, our host, Anchor.fm. You can also find us on other podcast services by searching up the West Coast Offensive. Uh, We are on a whole slew of other podcast services as well. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. You can find all of those uh, in the show notes below. And also, just by searching up the West Coast Offensive, finding that bear logo, and click it on and subscribing, following, liking to help get us those clicks. Last but certainly not least, we are on Buy Me A Coffee. Buy Me A Coffee is a great platform that enables you, the audience, to support the creators that you want to support by simply buying them a coffee. You can head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the West Coast off. There you can buy us one or more coffees to support us. Uh, Again, it all goes back into the show so we can keep pumping out content uh, as we continue to expand ourselves. 
Final thing, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel as we are reviewing and breaking down the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes as they come out. And this Friday, uh, it's the 19th right now, this coming Friday is the finale for the season. So you'll definitely want to make sure to not miss that episode as I am sure it'll leave massive implications in the MCU going forward. You can also catch our full WandaVision breakdown and the other episodes of the Falcon and Winter Soldier that we broke down as well. And... Uh, as the new shows and movies come out, we will be covering those as well. But that is enough talking for today. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with an episode again. See you then.